and our healthcare system is falling apart because we, instead of curing any diseases, we are fundamentally suppressing the symptom. And every time we have a drug that suppresses one symptom, it causes three more symptoms. Welcome to Elevate, a podcast about achievement, personal growth, and pushing limits in leadership and life. I'm Robert Glazer, and I chat with world-class performers who have committed to elevating their own life, pushing the limits of their capacity, and helping others to do the same. This episode was previously recorded and published on the Outperform podcast. I'm Bob Glazer, founder and managing director of Acceleration Partners. And with this in mind, the quote of the day is, all disease begins in the gut. Wise words from Hippocrates and a key premise of Viome an incredibly innovative company founded by Naveen Jain. I recently heard Naveen speak and his insights about health as a solvable crisis and his love for 10x problem solving really inspired and impacted me. Something that sets Naveen apart as an entrepreneur and philanthropist is that he pushes very big dreams into action and spurs massive cultural and technological change. In addition to founding Viome, Naveen is the founder of Moon Express, World Innovation Institute, iNome, TalentWise, Intellis, and Infospace. He sees beyond the current business and technological landscape to create businesses that make a true impact. Naveen is the recipient of the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award, Silicon India's Most Admired Serial Entrepreneur, and Albert Einstein Technology Medal for his pioneering in technology. Red Herring also recognized him as one of the 20 top serial entrepreneurs with their Lifetime Achievement Award. Whether it's in business or life, Naveen is guided by one firm belief, our only limit is our imagination. There are hundreds of topics we could talk about with Naveen, but he graciously accepted to join us on Outperform and share some of his thoughts on how we have the ability to take control of our health and wellness and make things like chronic illness truly a matter of choice. Naveen, welcome. It's an honor to have you here with us today. Well, thanks a lot, Bob. It's really an, uh, a pleasure and an honor is mine. So you have an incredible story. Uh, when you were introduced at this year's Genius Network, it was mentioned you grew up surrounded by poverty and essentially came to the U.S. unable to speak the language and with only $5 in your pocket. I'd love to have you share more about your background and journey to entrepreneurship. Well, you know, I think this is just a very typical immigrant story that, you know, um, many of the people, I would say, you know, tens of millions of people who have come to this great country all share the same thing that, you know, we live, you know, we grew up in a country where there's a tremendous amount of poverty, there's tremendous amount of corruption, and there is a, um, you know, whole bunch of prosecution. And then we find ourselves fortunate enough to be able to leave that place and set up a, uh, you know, a new life here. And to some extent, this becomes our home. And any which way you look at it, many of us who have come to this country, the society has given us so much. So despite, you know, our taking pride in the fact what we have done, uh, the fact is the society actually embraces you and gives you a chance to succeed. Um, and when you do succeed, they actually celebrate your success. And there is, you know, and that's the reason we call this great country a land of opportunity. And to me, uh, I have lived an American dream. And right now I'm just focused on making sure that that American dream is alive for everyone who is uh, looking to come to this country or who looks up to this country. And, and despite our political environment, we still believe that this is still absolutely the greatest country to be uh, living and uh, doing business in. So I just hope that every entrepreneur 
uh, who is disappointed at things that are happening is to just take a deep breath and say, we live in the greatest country and really pinch yourself for being here. Thank you. That's, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's the American dream, I guess, that so many people have, have taken advantage of. And, and I agree, one of the things that we need to make sure we do is that the, the concept of the American dream continues to be, to be true for people who are, who are coming here today and coming here with ideas and are willing to, willing to work. So we call this the Outperform Podcast. Uh, after coming from so little, what would you say the drivers have been behind your ability consistently outperform throughout your career? You know, one of the things is that uh, it is about constantly looking at the world, what it can be, not what the world is. And I really think a lot of the people get so caught up in the what they see, the eyesight that they start to forget about the dreams and the imagination of what the world can be. Because once you start to visualize something, what the world can be, then it simply becomes a matter of how do you go from here to there. The problem is people just have lost the power to dream. And once you lose that power to dream, you essentially start to feel helpless and hopeless. And that is the worst feeling that human, humans can ever have is the feeling of helplessness, hopelessness. And I think to some extent, that is starting to feel that, you know, a lot of people are feeling, what can they do? The technology is taking their jobs away. And they start to blame on immigrants. They start to blame on uh, pol- politicians. They start to blame on everyone else. What really is, we are living in the most amazing time in human history. There has never been a better time to be alive. There has never been a better time for any one of us to be able to do things that only the kings and the queens and the superpowers could do. I mean, imagine today you can start a company and simply with a dream of saying, I'm going to go on, take on a biggest industry, whether it happens to be a taxi industry, nobody would have thought they could take on taking on a hotel industry or just getting sick and tired of the political environment where people say, you know, we're going to have the Paris Treaty and the Kyoto Treaty and somehow we're going to be able to fix the climate change and fossil dependence on fossil fuel. It takes one person, whether it's Elon, to say enough is enough. I'm going to go out and build the electric car and don't tell me that no car company has been created in the last 60 years. And here we are, you know, number of years later, it is one of the highest market cap companies in the world, right? So point is, a small individual entrepreneur can go out and do things, whether it says, who has ever imagined that a private company is going to be start to do the, uh, you know, space exploration? That was never possible. I mean, so here we are, whether it is uh, Richard Branson or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or or Paul Allen, or even us building a company that can dream and in fact, not just dream, but make it happen where we can land on the moon. And as you know, Bob, we are the only company in the universe today, a company called Moon Express that I started about eight years ago that has permission to leave Earth orbit and land on the moon. And when we land on the moon, not only we become the first private company to do so, we symbolically become the fourth superpower. And to me, that is really amazing to see how entrepreneurs are now likely to be the next set of superpowers rather than countries. So you're not going to see the Germany or France or UK becoming the superpower to land on the moon. It is going to be done by entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs can be held responsible every day for their action, unlike the uh, 
political environment where you can only hold them responsible every election cycle. Entrepreneurs can use the resources from around the world, whether when you need a talent or you need something that you want to buy, you can buy from across the world. The capital is not patriotic. Capital flows wherever the opportunities are. When you create an opportunity, whether you create them in India, China, or uh, on Europe, or for that matter in America, the money will flow to that make that dream come true. Because at the end of the day, if you create opportunity, everybody wants to be part of it. And the reason I get so excited about life every day is that you and I today can solve problems like healthcare. You know, here is a problem that's a trillion dollar problem. And the system is completely, at this point, has become so big. And when a system becomes so big, it becomes an organism in itself where the survival of the system is the only thing that matters and the purpose goes out the window. And Today, our healthcare system, to some extent, has become the parasite on humanity. You look at these pharmaceutical companies, they want you to be sick. They love these chronic diseases. And our healthcare system is falling apart because instead of curing any diseases, we are fundamentally suppressing the symptom. And every time we have a drug that suppresses one symptom, it causes three more symptoms. And, you know, imagine that they have a drug for each one of those symptoms now. So in some sense... You know, we are perpetuating this idea of constantly being sick and the chronic illness. The science is so clear, Bob, that every single chronic disease, whether you can you can Google Parkinson's and microbiome. So Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, autism, depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, cancer, obesity, diabetes, every one of these diseases and all kinds of autoimmune diseases are fundamentally the disease of the gut. And as you know, we have known this for thousands of years. And to date, when you graduate from medical school, even today, they don't teach you about the gut and the microbiome. They still believe that somehow if you can keep the body sterile, if you can kill all the bacteria and viruses from the human body, somehow the human body will be healthy. What they did not read was a nature's memo, which says that you as we, you and I and we as humans are really a portable ecosystem that consists mostly of the microbial ecosystem inside us and with a little bit of human DNA sprinkled into us. So if you look at the, uh, you know, we as humans, less than 1% of our genes that are expressed come from a human DNA. And 99% of all the genes that are expressed come from the microorganisms inside our gut. So just think about it. Who is controlling who? We are primarily a portable ecosystem or portable system for microbial society as far as the nature is concerned. And we can all be really proud of who we are. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Can you just, for our listeners who are more of a novice to some of the concept, will you explain microbiome for a second just so we can get everyone on the same page. And I'd love to dive into um, biome and what you're what you're trying to solve now. Yeah. So if you think of microbiome, microbiome is a term that is a collection of all the microorganisms that live inside us. So they live inside our large intestine and the colon. And these things are just like when you look in the space, the trillions and trillions of these stars. And the same thing when you start to look inside your gut, it's trillions and trillions of these microorganisms. And they are not parasites. 
they are the one that nature has actually put in there as a symbiotic relationship. So don't think these bacteria are harming you. In fact, they are the one who are digesting the food that our body cannot digest. And when they digest the food, they release the nutrients our body needs. For example, when you eat fiber, our human body cannot digest fiber, but the microorganisms in our gut digest this fiber and in turn, they release something called short-chain fatty acids. This is like butyrate and propionate and acetate, which is exactly what our body needs to keep healthy. Vitamins, the vitamin B, the vitamin K, and whole bunch of enzymes and nutrients that our body needs are produced by these organisms that are in our gut. So when we feed them, they feed us. In fact, so much so that nature, think about what nature has done. When a baby is born, the first time it gets the microbial exposure is through the birth canal from the mother. And as the baby is going through the birth canal, it's being constantly being soaked into this microbial ecosystem. And the first several days of the breast milk is colostrum cannot be digested by the human body. It can only be digested by the microbiome in our gut. So think for a second, the nature is telling us that if you want this offspring that I just created, want it to be healthy, the best thing I can do is not to feed the offspring, but feed the microbiome in the gut. Because when they are healthy, the human, the, our offspring is going to be healthy. I mean, and then... Here is a medical system that is giving you constantly giving you antibiotics to kill all these organisms. So what has gone wrong? What nature created and what humans are destroying? I mean, that is the same thing what we're doing to our planet if you're doing it to our ecosystem inside our body. And both cases, we are completely are against anything that nature intended. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Two years ago, I bought a dual suspension mountain bike for the first time. And it pushed me to ride trails that I had never been willing to try before. When we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has exceptional capability that will have you seeing the possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. The Lexus GX comes with available dynamic sky panorama glass roof, available front row massaging seats, best-in-class towing capacity, available 33-inch all-terrain tires, and available multi-terrain select. I've seen the new Lexus GX popping up all around my town, and not only does it have the capabilities to take you to new places on and off the road, but it's a great-looking car. The new Lexus GX is ready to raise the bar for you. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Elevate listeners. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify is the partner you need to keep the cash register ringing for your e-commerce business. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading platforms. I advise a lot of companies in the e-commerce space and almost all of them have migrated to Shopify. And as a buyer, what I love about buying from Shopify-enabled sites is that they already know who I am and I don't have to create a new account or enter all my payment info. The ShopPay service makes it faster and easier to buy, which surely helps with conversions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period 
at shopify.com slash elevate, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash elevate now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash elevate. That's fascinating. So I'd love to hear more about Biome, your current project, but one of the things, and maybe you can you can answer that, is there's a lot of diet lifestyle rages now. You've got gluten-free, you've got paleo, you've got ketosis, you've got vegan. And a lot of them are a little bit opposed to each other, but you have people that swear that that is the right one. So I'd love to hear your perspective on that and then maybe even how Biome helps <laughs> solve, solve that debate for people and, and what it does. So interesting thing is, what we learned is there is no such thing as universal healthy diet. There is no such thing. There is no diet that works for you or works for me. And the reason for that is you and I share 99% the same DNA. But when it comes to our microbiome, less than 5% is shared between any two individuals. So there is no diet that is good for everyone. A diet that's good for you won't be good for me. And a diet that's good for me today won't be good for me three months from now. Because every time you change your diet, what happens is you're now feeding a different set of microbiome. And now your microbiome changes, and that means your body changes and your body adapts to this new diet. And now the system is out of balance again. So you have to constantly understand what is going on inside your body. So as opposed to treating the human body as a black box, what if you could live in look inside your body? and know exactly not only what these organisms are, but you're able to see somehow how active they are and what are they actually producing. And based on that, you can say, I need to be eating the following uh, food that is going to be good to feed my microbiome. So my, my microbiome is balanced. Because when your microbiome is balanced... The only constant is change. And is that is that sort of what you're saying? That as soon as you're as soon as you're when you try one of these things, because a lot of people try a new yes. diet and then they feel great and everything changes, but then you see that it plateaus. Exactly, uh, not only plateaus, it becomes worse. So a lot of the times, it doesn't matter when the Atkins diet was there, people will swear by it. It just works. And here is a guy, Mr. Atkins, died of the heart attack. Right, so it just tells you. <laughs> uh, the diet that works in the beginning and people say are losing weight, not only they plateau, they start to gain weight and they go back to exactly where they were. And you know, not only just because even if you're losing weight, just remember, there's so many people I know, and I'm sure you, you know many, many people who are on the surface really fit. You look at these beautiful models, they all have basically the inflammatory diseases, whether you call them depression or you call them autoimmune diseases, they all have the same issues because they're just not getting enough nutrients. I know of many, many men who have, you know, 12 pack abs and they're sick as a dog, right? Because they all have, basically because they're not getting the nutrients and they're simply using, um, and lack of nutrients causes all kinds of imbalance. And what I was trying to say was, when your microbiome is balanced, your body is at ease. Anytime the microbiome is imbalanced, body is not at ease. And when the body is not at ease, we call that dis-ease. Dis-ease is disease. The disease is nothing but the body being out of balance. So uh, in, the idea is that all these fat diets, they work for someone and they work for a short time. 
And that is the really the thing is to constantly tune your body just like we tune our car. And every two to three months as your body is changing and adapting for you to be able to go back and look at what you need to be eating. And many of the times it is so counterintuitive, Bob, that most people won't even believe it. And I mean, happy to share that, you know, personal example of how I, you know, how my things have changed and what I have learned from um, just doing my own test. I'd love to hear that. But can you explain? So how to, so someone listening here and says, okay, this is great. How do I do this? Um, <laughs> how do I examine this? How do I make the change? Where, where would I even start? I'd love to, love to have you dive into that a little bit and then, and then give your example. Yeah. So it, it's about this. Yeah. So I, I started this company called Wyoming. And again, don't ask me as why did I, why did I name the company that Indians can't pronounce, but they're just a separate story altogether. So, you know, the Indians can't pronounce yeah. the word we, <laughs> so it's, so V as in Victor, I-O-M-E. So it's called Wyom. And I know you're probably thinking that's not spelled Wyom, but that's okay. That's how it is. Uh, so I started this company. Um, and the reason was that as I was reading uh, for the last three to four years, every scientific papers, every scientific research is clearly showing that how our microbiome is responsible not only to cause the diseases, whether the disease actually cure works or does not work, also depends on microbiome. So very interestingly, just in the last 30 days, I can you know just want to give you the kind of research that's coming out. The Cleveland Clinic published a research uh, two weeks ago that shows that the breast cancer is caused by the microbiome. And they found in every single breast tumor a microbiome that was present. Then they published a research that in that day, there are two more research that came out that shows that chemotherapy, when people take chemotherapy for cancer, whether it works or whether it's going to kill the person or not work at all depends on your microbiome. So they found certain microbiome when you take a chemotherapy drug, it converts that drug into poison and is guaranteed to kill the people, or it can detoxify the drug so that it's completely uh, essentially uh, useless. And the same thing with uh, immunotherapy. When you take immunotherapy, whether it is your immune system going to actually work against the cancer or not depends on the microorganism. So you can improve the effectiveness of the microorganism by 10 times if you have the right set of microbiome in your gut. They came out with a research in the last 30 days on PTSD and microbiome, the OCD and microbiome. And the whole idea that how our microbiome is our gut is connected directly to our brain with the vagus nerve and it uses a neurotransmitter back and forth. Most people may not realize that 90% of all the serotonin is produced in the gut, not in the brain. So when you talk about depression, where do you think it happens? What happens when people are depressed? They eat because at the end of the day, that's where the serotonin is being produced. So interesting thing that I find is that our gut is controlling so much of who we are. That means all of our craving doesn't come from our brain. The craving comes from our microbiome. Um, it, uh, you know, it's very interesting is when we f- feel hungry or when we feel full, that actually is controlled by our microbiome. And it's starting to feel like that these microbiomes are really the puppet masters and that our brain really resides in our gut. And ultimately, our brain, that we our so-called brain, on top of our shoulder, it may be just a puppet. And the puppet masters in the gut are actually pulling all the strings. And, you know, to a large extent, if you go back and say, 
for centuries, you know, our mothers and grandmothers have been saying, Bob, listen to your gut, do your gut check, right? Uh, so anyway, coming back to the answering your question, what you do is when you sign up for Wyoming, you get a kit at home. So you don't need to have a doctor. You don't have to go to the hospital to draw the blood. There are two things inside that kit. One is called gut intelligence. Another is called the metabolic intelligence. Gut intelligence is actually you take a swab of stool and you put that in the test tube in the prepaid envelope and you send it to us. And the metabolic intelligence is something you do at home. We send you the glucometer and we send you the finger prick. And by looking at uh, a challenge shake that we give you, based on that uh, monitoring your glucose, we can, uh, we can uh, predict how does your body digest carbs, protein, or fat. Uh, and then we apply all of the artificial intelligence based on all the data that we get. And imagine the amount of data that we are collecting is in, uh, all I can say is bigger than your computer can hold. <laughs> it's massive amount of data that we are constantly analyzing to see whether the spinach is good for you or not, is kale is good for you or not, should you really be eating um, uh, wheat at the gluten or not, should you really be enjoying the gluten or not, because all those things are completely counterintuitive. So to give you an example that, you know, I was trying to lose, uh, you know, 10 pounds and I was pre-diabetic and everyone told me, oh, that's really easy. You need to cut down all the carbs. So cut down the carbs, cut down all the starch and start eating the spinach and avocado and the lentil and legumes and tofu and oatmeal. And that's exactly what I did. Turns out that in the beginning, I had some benefit. I lost some weight. And two years later, not only my weight was big, uh, higher than it was before, my glucose level was back up to where it used to be. And when I started Wyom, I was one of the first person to test, uh, test the service. And it turns out that I needed to be eating completely different food. I need to be uh, minimizing spinach, minimizing avocado, minimizing oat, eating every other grain except oat, eating all veggies except spinach and olives, eating all fruits except avocado. And my point was that everything that I thought was healthy, what turned out that it became unhealthy now because I was only feeding one set of microorganisms and other microorganisms were dying and they was completely out of whack. And as I changed my diet... So how, how does this, yeah, how does this information present itself uh, in terms of how, how do you read it and then how do you take action? On so actually, it's a very easy to use app and you get them on your iPhone, on your Android device, or you can see it on the web browser. We give you specifically for every food. Should you be indulging in this? Should you be eating you know, some quantities or should you be minimizing it completely? Right. So those are the three categories we divide all the food in. And so every time you do the test, you actually uh, get to see right on your phone what you should be eating and what you should be minimizing. And you do it four times a year? Uh, no, we actually, so we used to do four times a year and people say, I want to do eight times a year. And some people say, we want to do two times a year. So we started to do two times a year and then people said, no, I want to do, uh, uh, you know, more. So finally, what we did is we say, okay, you get $399 up once per year and then you can do as many tests as you want for $199 during the year. So if you want to do eight tests or four tests, you can do as many as you want. My general recommendation is that if you actually are following the diet, 
then you should be testing every two to three months. And if you're not following the diet, then you should at least wait for six months before you test again. Uh, uh, and if you're just not going to follow anything, just don't bother wasting money. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. It helps you identify and hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Case in point, last year I asked the CEO of a major ski resort how he got his job, and he told me that he saw it on LinkedIn and decided to apply. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. The team at LinkedIn is also constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash practical. That's linkedin.com slash practical to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And it tells you essentially what you should be eating or not eating. And does it give you ideas or recipes or combinations that make more sense? Or is it more of a, this is good, this is bad? No, so it tells you all of the stuff, including um, you know, we are adding the recipes that based on your recommendations, here is the kind of breakfast you should be eating. Here is the recipes for lunch or dinner. And you can we're going to add a whole bunch more stuff to it. And we're going to be adding more and more tests. So, for example, in the next few months, we'll be adding additional optional uh, services that will allow you to look at all of your mitochondrial gene expression. So, because mitochondria is our energy factory for all of the human cells. So we'll be able to, for the first time, we'll be able to look at this technology uh, and look at this gene expression from mitochondria and all of the blood gene expression. And we'll be able to measure the inflammation in your body. We'll be able to measure how does your body is actually, what kind of nutrients and what kind of enzymes it's producing, what it has too much of and what it has too little of by also looking at your urine, um, urine metabolites. So as we are adding more and more things, your recommendations are going to get more and more fine-tuned. And at the same time, we'll be able to recommend some of the supplements that you may need. So for example, most of people take so many supplements and it turns out that in general, you need very few of them. So in my case, I just needed CoQ10 and zinc, and it, I was basically pissing off rest of the vitamins that I was eating. Right? And same thing on probiotic. I was taking all these probiotics, and then I, you know, in the results, when you look at on your iPhone, you will see that my probiotics were actually not even staying in the gut. So I was completely wasting my money on them. That's interesting. So food's a big part of this, but talk a little bit about what else affects gut health. I mean, you've you founded a lot of companies. There must have been a lot of stress that has come along with that. But in addition to our eating, what are the other conditions that 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 change uh, the behaviors in our gut and require us to 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 do things differently? Yeah. So there basically, you know, there are really three things that impact microbiome substantially. Number one, obviously, is the food because that's a direct impact, right? And the second thing is the stress. So if you're constantly under stress, the stress is a good thing, by the way. The cortisol is not bad because that is a nature's way of getting the body ready, ready, ready when you are going to be under attack. So in a fight or flight response, really, you need the cortisol because that's how the body actually survives. 
But I've heard I heard some experts who are saying that we are we are just using our flight and our fight or flight response all day long now, which it was not not intended to do. Yes. And that is exactly what it is. It was supposed to be very short term. And once you were done with that emergency, your body was back to normal. But in today's, whether it's in the modern life, whether it is a work stress or family stress, you're constantly releasing the cortisol. And that ultimately changes the microbiome ecosystem because it's not good for the ecosystem. And the third thing that really changes the microbial ecosystem is um, um, exercise. So when you work out, it it changes uh, the microbiome uh, quite a bit. So in fact, there is a lot of research. We can predict how much aerobic exercise you are getting simply looking at your microbiome and what they're producing. So people who do a lot of workout, they have very high level of TCA. So if you look at someone like Ben Greenfield, who is a triathlete, and we looked at his gut, I mean, it's massive. I mean, he's in 99th percentile on that uh, TCA uh, produce, uh, uh, production. And someone like... And what is TCA? TCA is, uh, is way, above, my, above my period. <laughs> okay. But it's something you want. Yes, something you want, right? Um, and for me, I'm not working out and I'm in the 6th percentile. So there you have it. <laughs> so the point is, we are able, to, the microbial ecosystem changes based on uh, stress, based on your exercise and based on the food. And those are the three things that really are key. The number one by far really is the food. And number two is stress. And number three is exercise. Yeah, and, and when you're busy and you're traveling uh, I would assume that all of these things suffer at once. You eat poorly, you sleep poorly, you're stressed, and you're probably not working. Out. Yeah, well, uh, you know, that depends. You know, nowadays, you know, life is not as bad. I mean, more, more and more places, you have plenty of choices where you can eat. And to large extent, just like our brain has its own circadian rhythm, actually our microbiome has its, not only its own circadian rhythm, it it influences our sleep cycle. So when your body is not at ease, you don't get a good sleep. So if you're not sleeping well, it's not just in your brain, it actually is in your gut. And it's very interesting that once you start to fix your gut, how many of the things in life that you have found were symptoms that you thought were somewhere else is actually coming from that. So whether you're looking at all the autoimmune diseases and whether you're starting to look at, um, you know, things that uh, nobody would have ever thought, anxiety, PTSD, or depression, they all are controlled by our gut. I know you think decades ahead. That's how your brain works. So as I think through this, do you think that this will be something that eventually becomes continuously monitored within your system and works through your smartwatch? Is that, is that sort of the vision for, hey, this is what you need to be eating even today? Yeah, so that is actually already starting to happen. So it's interesting thing is, it, you know, 10 years from now, there'll be a lot more different things that are going to start happening. But, you know, so think about uh, today, we are able to put a continuous glucose monitoring and you can buy that for, by the way, under $100 now. And you can put that up and it lasts for about two weeks. And you're able to monitor that every time you eat a food, how does your body respond to the glycemic response uh, to the food you're eating? And you obviously want the low glycemic response because high glycemic response leads to high inflammation. That means now we are doing a, a test of thousands of people that will be, so we'll be able to predict what food is going to do to your gut 
based on your mi- microbial ecosystem. And with that study, we can, in fact, uh, will be able to tell you what food you should be eating uh, simply by looking at your microbial ecosystem and how it responds. How does your body respond glycemically to other uh, food uh, you're about to eat? So that you can measure today and you'll be able to ch- adjust your food based on uh, using this continuous glucose monitoring. But if you start to look at 10 years from now, um, I believe just last week, um, the FDA approved uh, something called a nano pill that is going to be able to monitor whether you are actually taking your prescription tablets or not. So it monitors to see if the things that are being prescribed, are you taking them or you're not taking them by simply analyzing them inside your body. So, you know, that's a big brother now, right? But imagine someday in 10 years, we're going to have these nanobots inside our body that are constantly analyzing all the biochemical reaction, all the enzymes being produced. It's looking at all of the microbial ecosystem and it's constantly telling us what is going on whenever the things are out of balance, what to do about it. So it will be, in fact, telling you and maybe sending you the electric shock and say, go, Bob, go work out right now or start eating spinach. You really need iron right now. <laughs> right? Um, and uh, so you won't need your wife to be bugging you anymore. You will have your smartwatch doing that for you. So the answer to all the people who advocate for their form of diet very, very strongly is that they are both right and wrong. I guess it, it, the answer is it depends. Well, not only that, it depends. I think they're right or wrong that they may be right in the short term, but in the long term, they're definitely wrong. So it doesn't matter what diet you're eating. I can absolutely with 100% certainty tell you that it's going to become bad in the next three to six months. And then is the, I mean, this gets a little bit into the weeds, but is is what you need after that usually the opposite of what you just had? Or is it more sort of a cousin to what you just It's balanced. So, so ultimately, that you know, so think about there are two parts to the puzzle. Introducing the new set of microbiome through probiotics, so whether you eat kefir and uh, a lot of the lactobacillus, the bacteria that's in the yogurt and uh, other uh, fermented products. So once you start to eat a lot of the fermented products, you start to introduce new set of organisms and then something called prebiotic that essentially is there to feed the existing organisms that are already in your gut and help them grow. Because, you know, ultimately it's not about the organisms being bad or good. The good people become bad when there becomes too many of them at the same time. So these organisms have something called quorum sensing. That means once they get to certain strength, they say, oh, good, now we can take over the world and we can be rowdy, right? And they start to form the biofilm that it starts to become bad. Same thing what we've also found very interesting is that same organism in your could be doing completely different thing in your gut than in my gut. Depending on what else is around, they change their own behavior. And to some extent, you would think it's no different than human beings. You know, in some uh, in some company, we are very calm and quiet and intellectual discussion. In other company, we go out and party, right? And bacteria are no different. They say party time was maybe, look, hey, let's just behave ourselves here. <laughs> this is not a good time. The other people are watching us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. That That's the answer. It's complicated and it's personalized, which is, which is, I guess, the exact point of what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately, you know, this technology that we are, we have couldn't have been done uh, five years ago because, you know, our first time when we did the complete sequencing of our DNA, it cost us billions of dollars. 
Imagine what we are doing is we are doing a complete, not just the DNA sequencing, the RNA sequencing. And the, the, for the people who don't understand the difference, the DNA is a static. DNA tells you uh, you're born with your DNA and that never changes. What changes is what is being expressed. That means you think of your DNA as alphabet and you can write many, many different stories with the same alphabet. It could be a thriller. It could be a poetry. And what is being expressed changes all the time. So, for example, it's exactly the same DNA in your hair, on your skin, on your lung, on your tooth. It's identical DNA, but it's completely different how they look and what is being done is based on what is being expressed. And the expression of these genes changes because of these microbiome and because of other things that we do. So stress changes the gene expression. The food changes the gene expression. The toxins that we uh, um, eat, are toxins that we are inhaling or eating would change uh, the gene expression. So what we do is measure what is going on, not what could have been going on using your DNA. Something like this, Bob, would cost tens right. of thousands of dollars just a few years ago. The fact we are able to do this for hundreds of dollars now is because our taxpayers spend you know, hundreds of millions of dollars developing this technology for national security. So this technology that we have at Wyoming really came out of Los Alamos National Lab, where they had designed it for national security for biodefense work. And they were trying to find out that if some bad actor were to get hold of something, how would we know what's making us sick? And once I saw the technology and said, holy cow, if we know what's making us sick, why can't we keep the people healthy? And that's how we created Wild. Well, I want to switch gears a bit before we, before we wrap up. Yeah. As a founder of so many impactful companies, I always find it's helpful to share uh, what's the mistake that you made along the way that you learned the most from? You know, I think to me in my early days, I just was not intellectually curious, right? So in a sense that I was so focused on working on what I was doing, I wasn't really looking at anything else that was going on outside the world. So uh, to some extent, the biggest change that I have seen now in, you know, having started seven companies is that I'm constantly learning and the intellectual curiosity is driving me all the time. So my not being a rocket scientist to be able to start a company that can go land on the moon, not being is a doctor or a scientist to be able to disrupt healthcare, not having a background in a computer science to be able to create the companies, um, a, a building services for smartphones or doing any of the stuff, uh, any other internet services, right? So I think other thing that is that it may be just not a mistake, but just really what you learn as you grow up is learning to understand people. Uh, what motivates people? What is driving them? And how do you find the best talent to be able to help you achieve you uh, achieve the mission and what i found really is that once you start to think beyond yourself and you start to think what is good for the humanity and what's good for the society you're able to attract the best and the brightest talent to come help you make that happen when you start a company simply to focus on making money, it's very unlikely the company actually becomes successful. And I think as you and I talked about in the past, making money is like having an orgasm. If you focus on it, you're never going to get it. So if you simply enjoy the process of it, you're going to get everything that you want. So finding that 
true passion, finding that massively transformative purpose. What is your MTP? What is it that you're willing to die for and then live for it? And if you can find that you're willing to dedicate the next five, 10 years of your life solving a problem, then you know that is your true passion and you'll be able to go out and achieve that. That is that is, I think, very helpful for a lot of listeners. And I, I was going to ask you the question of how, how did you found so many different businesses without having experience in them? But I think you just answered that for us in a in the perfect way. And 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 focus on on big problems because the world the world the world needs big solutions. And I think yeah. another thing, one thing I want to add, Bob, not to interrupt you, is that you know being a non expert is actually your biggest strength. Once you become an expert and once you become good at something, you can only improve it incrementally. That means you can improve something that you already know by 10% or 15%. But if you want to change something 10 times or 100 times, you have to fundamentally come from outside the industry, challenging the foundation of what experts have taken it for granted. So once you become an expert, by definition, you have taken the you are you believe in the certain knowledge because that knowledge is what makes you expert. So you're not never able to challenge that, and only the people who come from outside the industry are able to challenge that. And that's the reason when everybody in the aerospace industry said landing on the moon is going to cost a billion dollars, and here we are going to be landing on the moon next year, and it's going to cost us under ten million dollars. Think about that for a second. It under $10 million because we thought about doing it so differently. When everybody thought the way to disrupt healthcare system is to put the electronic medical records and all the, you know, Trump care or, uh, or Obamacare or Putin, Putin care is going to fix the problem. It's not. It is completely rethinking what's making people sick. So as opposed to curing the people after they are sick, what if we are able to prevent them from happening at the first place? And that to me is really the way you would do. And nobody from the healthcare system is going to do that because they can't make money from it. Well, you also ask different questions as an outsider. I think people when people who are insiders don't, you come in and you ask questions like, why, why is it done this way? Or why can't we do that? And people don't, people haven't, haven't done that before. Exactly. I want to make sure people have a place to follow up. So where can our listeners learn more about Viome and about you specifically. Yeah, so they can go to moonexpress.com or they can go to viome.com to learn more about the companies and they can find me in social media on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. And at the same time, they can always email it to me, Bob. I mean, uh, send the email to my first name, Naveen, N-A-V-E-E-N dot Jain, J-A-I-N at gmail.com. And I read all the emails. So if you have any question, if if there's anything I can do to help, just know I'm here to help everyone I can. And I can tell you that that's true because I heard Naveen say that at the conference and I emailed him and he responded to me right away and we're doing this podcast the next week. So I really appreciate your your responsiveness. I think it's rare that someone uh, who has the ability uh, to, to have someone handle that for you is is tackling that. And I think it shows your, your passion. So Naveen, thank you for joining us. Uh, there's a million more topics I'd love to talk about. And we'll, uh, we'll have to have you back on for sure. And we will include uh, links to all of these things in the show notes for our listeners. Well, thanks a lot, Bob. Really looking forward to for the next time. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. 
I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.